Welcome again to High Functioning with G. It is Friday, I want to say the 15th of January, 2021. So we have some serious topics to talk about tonight. Mainly, especially you might know this place if you live in small towns, the weird small town grocery store. I went to the weird small town grocery store today named Price Mart. Once again, we come up with that mask problem of people just not giving two shits about it. And uh, as I'm there to buy lemons and overpriced cat food, nobody was wearing a fucking mask. I was. I hate now. And again, to the one dude who listens to my podcast, which, by the way, thank you for your uh, support. Um, I like wearing my fucking mask. It makes me look... Y'all ever been in the third fucking grade and uh, you finally get to... I remember my mom always making my fucking costumes. And in the third grade... She had just become an RN, and she was able to actually store by me a fucking costume for Halloween. And the first thing I went with was I wanted to be a ninja. I wanted to be a Mortal Kombat ninja. I didn't really understand Mortal Kombat. We didn't have a video game system. Uh, but back in the day, you could actually go to like a laundromat and play Mortal Kombat. And I loved Mortal Kombat. So I just wanted to be a ninja for Mortal Kombat. And she bought me a ninja outfit, a husky size ninja outfit. And I dressed up as a ninja. And now I just kind of get to do that shit now and get away with it. Another thing I get to do, and I've only done this once, but I'm very glad I've done it. I love gas masks. I love them, man. They look cool as shit. They're creepy as shit. So I was in an antique store and where the fuck was I? I want to say I was in an antique store in either Bixby, Oklahoma or Dallas. And I got to buy a gas mask. And I love I love my gas mask, man. And so I would just wear it from time to time. It made me look cool. That could be the autistic part of me wanting to wear a mask. Or it could just be the fucking weirdo part of me that likes wearing a fucking mask. Um, I haven't worn a gas mask yet out in public. Except one time. April of 2020, I was doing a uh, charity delivery. I delivered some food to somebody who uh, said they had the Rona. And uh, I was kind of doing some charity work for something called the Oklahoma Grocery Network. And I volunteered because they said they had the Rona because I was like, this is my fucking time to shine. So I went to, I want to say the Eastern Food Bank or the Food Bank of 
eastern Oklahoma, northeastern Oklahoma, something, and picked up them a box of food. And uh, I also stopped by a place called Guts Church because they always give out cereal and stuff. As a social worker, I just know this stuff. Um, and as I'm going to their house, uh, I went ahead and I put my gas mask on and delivered it. And I felt so fucking cool. Sadly, I have not found another excuse to wear my gas mask uh, yet. Um, the riots we had here in Tulsa weren't really riots. They were extremely peaceful. So, I mean, call it what you will. And I didn't even go. I, I'll admit it. I was afraid to go. And my wife wasn't. Uh... My wife is very, she believes in just the, the, I don't know if I believe in, in the protests, not that I don't believe in the message. I just don't know if I believe they work. Um, but she wanted to go, she wanted to go and she went to every, uh, Black Lives Matter protest we had. And I didn't, because I'm a wuss. Well, really, I think it was because I was just afraid of what, if I had to go get her, you know what I mean? And here's the deal, even in Tulsa, I remember we had a big one. It was May, I think. And it was the anniversary of Black Wall Street. And they had a big protest. Because Donald Trump decided to speak on that day. And my wife went. And I didn't. I watched the coverage. Um, but I waited. And when it started to look a little bit hairy, I decided, okay, I'm just going to park across the river. And if she needs a ride, I'll give her a ride. And nothing happened. In fact, it turned into a giant block party. And once Trump left, everybody just had a big-ass block party, man. Um, and I thought it was beautiful. They were playing WAP, or I don't know if WAP was out yet. Um, but yeah, they just had a big-ass block party, and I fucking loved it. I loved watching it. Um I think only a few tear gas grenades were set off, and I don't know whose side it was, but even that whole side thing is starting to get a little fucking old. It's like, whose side are you on? I'm on fucking my side. That's that's whose side I'm on. I'm on. You know, at the end of the day, I just have to say, I'm on fucking my side, I guess. I don't know what else to say, you know. Things I like, you know, are in danger from the Biden presidency. Things that would benefit me are looking to be coming because of the Biden presidency. Uh, so can I really be mad? 
I mean, can I really be mad? I don't. I don't care. I I voted for Joe Exotic like I do every year. Um, you know what? I was gonna talk about the grocery store today and just the fucking weirdness that is the small town grocery store. I'm gonna give you number one. I met the motherfucker. Before you knew about Joe Exotic, I knew fucking Joe Exotic. I used to put money on his books. I learned about Joe Exotic when I was watching the Stephen Colbert show. Yeah. And I found out that's when he was running for president. And he was like, I ain't going to wear a suit. I fucking... I do kinky sex, I'm gay, I have two husbands, and I was like, holy shit, I fucking love him, and turns out he's from Oklahoma, and I was like, holy shit, I fucking love him, and uh, so I actually started like talking to him on Facebook Messenger, uh, you know, how are you doing, what's going on, I love you. You know, I support you, I'm voting for you, all that shit. I graduated uh, from college, and I want to say 20, maybe early 2016. Uh, And I had to go to Huntsville, Texas, the home of Sam Houston State University, to get my degree. I was living in Tulsa at the time, just finishing up online. And I had to go to Huntsville, the home of Quarter Night, which I would like to talk about at another time. Quarter Night, it's what it sounds like. Tuesdays and Thursdays, $3 cover charge, quarter wells and quarter shots. Or no, quarter wells and quarter domestics. So people were just fucking dying every week, but... I had to travel back down there, and I did my graduation, you know, walked the stage, all that shit I'm glad I got to do. I know a lot of people don't get to do it these days, and uh, on the way back, my dad, who I'm seeing in March, I think, maybe, I don't know, I'm glad he made it to Christmas this year. Uh, asked me to drop some things off to his sister in Oklahoma City, so I had to take a different route, right? So I'm driving that way back, and I realized I'm right outside fucking Wynwood. Oh, shit. Turn to my wife. I'm right outside fucking Wynwood. And she's like, oh, shit. It's about to go down. So we turn off. And we just follow the fucking signs. This motherfucker had full-blown signs of them in that, you know, colorful Liberace-style stuff. But he had, you know, full signs on the way. Stop by Wynwood. See Joe Exotic. He didn't even talk about the tigers until, like, the third page. You know, see Joe Exotic. We have tigers. And so, I finally got to meet Joe Exotic. Number one, yes, that pizza restaurant he had completely 
Like, the only thing I think they bought was fucking flour. Everything else people were eating was fucking, you know, expired shit from fucking the Wynwood Walmart. But I I remember I went there, and it was fucking cool. Like, you, I've never been closer to a tiger, and I worked at a fucking tiger farm. Well, I can't say ever been closer. I'll get into that later. But yeah, it was you could just be so fucking close to all these animals. And they were the saddest animals I've ever seen in my fucking life. But I wasn't there for them. I wasn't advocating for them at the time. I wanted to see Joe Exotic. And I asked, where's Joe Exotic? Well, go check the gift shop. I looked in the gift shop. No, go check the other gift shop. And I was like, you guys have two gift shops? It ain't that big. He was like, yeah, that's the adult gift shop. So, yes, you go into the adult gift shop. And uh, he really did have, like, sex products. Like, he did have thongs. He did have his own line of lube. Uh, He had sexual pictures you could buy of him. You know, like playing cards with him shirtless. And uh, posters. Uh, He had his own cologne. He had his own fucking cologne. It smelled... Okay, it was not the best cologne. but And I'm a cologne freak. And I should have bought it, but I didn't. Um, But no. uh, He wasn't in the gift shop, so I kept asking. I finally heard him. You get back, you dumb bitch. Get the fuck back. Get the fuck back. And he was coming out of a fucking chimpanzee cage. I guess he was fighting with a chimpanzee or moving it to a different cage for the night. I don't know what the fuck they do at Wynwood Park. Uh, Meth is my first guess. And then opioids is my second guess. But here comes Joe Exotic. Number one. You know, never met meet your heroes. They're a lot shorter than you. But, and yes, he hobbles, man. He doesn't fucking walk. He, he fucking... This motherfucker uses a rifle as a fucking crutch. So he walks kind of with a hobble and he uses a rifle as a fucking crutch. And he doesn't even do it the right way like the John Wayne... You know, the longest day way with the butt under his fucking arm. He was using it like the butt was on the ground and he's holding it, the barrel, like a fucking walking stick. He's wearing, you know, some of the Joe Exotic attire. He has, you know, his fucking six shooters. And I was like, Joe? Oh, hey. Hey, what's up, man? Joe, please, can I get a picture? Oh, yeah, come here, man. Come here, big fella. And he took a picture with me. And I fucking love that picture. So, two years later, me and my wife, you know, get engaged. Uh, We're having our wedding. And I invite Joe Exotic, and he said yes, because I'd kept kind of correspondence with him. I don't know if he really knew who I was or whatnot, but I know he was going to be in Tulsa the week. And I was like, hey, if you could please come to, you know, please come to my wedding. 
Um, I would love it. There's going to be an open bar, you know. Uh, we're pretty much catering it with Taco Bell, but it was a, a super nice venue. And he said, sure thing, I'll totally do it. I sent him an invite. I sent him, you know, I sent him all that shit. He responded that he's going to come. And he didn't come. And I had to wait two years later to find out the reason Joe Exotic didn't come to my wedding was because of that dirty bitch Carol Baskins. That dirty fucking bitch put him on the lam and he was hiding out in Florida acting like it was Honduras or some shit. But that's why he couldn't make it to my wedding. Carol Baskins ruined my shit show of the wedding that it already was. So, and my wedding was cool. You know, fuck it. Again, I really wanted to talk about boomers. I should write shit down to talk about boomers. And trust me when I don't think all boomers are this way. It's just, I know a lot of them. And, like, okay, my grandma was born in the 20s. Early fucking 20s also. No, wait, maybe late 20s. She hasn't went over. Either way, she was born in the fucking 20s. 100 years is coming the fuck up. And she's fucking alive. And she's not only alive. She's doing fucking well. And so, you know, she created the boomer generation. I get to talk because when you talk about boomers, they didn't create themselves. They were created by the hardest fucking generation I think we've had. When I talked to my grandma, it was like she was living in a place with no fucking power till like 1933, you know? And even then, it was just used to run fucking electric lights, and they finally got a, you know, refrigerator to keep meat cool. Um, but when you talk to them, it's it's just fucking crazy because the hardships that my grandma faced. And I'm sure the hardships the generation before her fucking faced. You know, keep going, keep going. We're nowhere near the hardships that I faced. And nowhere near the hardships the boomer generation faced. I don't really think the boomer generation faced hunger. Like even my grandma's generation fucking faced. Especially the way my grandma's generation faced. And before that, people used to fucking starve to death. I really don't think it's something that can happen in this country. Unless you decide to just go out in the middle of nowhere wilderness. I mean, I really think that you cannot starve to death in this country. Um, If you lay face down in the middle of a road... Like a, not a busy road, but 
Eventually, you'll get picked up by an ambulance, taken to an occipital, and one of the things they have to do is fucking feed you, so you will not starve to death. My grandma's generation, people could fucking starve to death. Um, it was just part of it, like, you could just fucking starve to death. And before her, her grand, her mom's generation, you had to work extremely hard not to fucking starve to death. So it went from dangers of starvation to dangers of not having a TV. Like, if you're doing bad in my grandma's generation, you're fucking starving. If you're doing bad in my mom's generation, you didn't have a TV. If you're doing bad in my generation, uh, you don't have a smartphone in the house. You don't have internet connection. And even that is fucking subsidized. Honestly. So... I think it was such a jump from holy shit, shit is fucked up to everything's great. Um, because I'm kind of outside looking in. Looking at, you know, why millennials and boomers just kind of clash. I'm in the millennial class. Generation, I think, Z is after me. And I don't really clash with Generation X. They all seem like chill as fuck to me. But, um... Yeah, I'm like early, you know, teetering on X millennial, I guess you would call it. Um, I'm 32, so... Uh... But just watching the changes, and luckily, you know, I guess millennials, I can see it's like, okay, if I really had to categorize it, I would say boomers care too much about themselves. Millennials care, you know what, I'm not going to say too much, boomers care about themselves. Millennials care about society and all its issues and all that shit. You know, transgender bathroom rights or whatever. That's that's what I see as an example on a lot of like boomer feeds is like, you know, bathroom rights, right? But millennials actually care about that shit. The generation after us cares about fucking nothing, and I love it. It's it's cool to watch somebody not care too much about shit, if that makes fucking sense. Reminds me of Generation, uh, generation X. Uh... Generation X really just seemed to not care about a whole lot of shit. And yet they made some of the funnest shit. Like, fucking 
Generation X. I mean, I'm sure there's some old dude who created video games. I don't fucking... In fact, I believe the first video game was like a really weak version of Pong. But after that, Generation X made fucking video games bad fucking ass. Uh, Generation X... You know, music has been around for thousands of years, but Generation X made fucking music and music videos and entertainment and all this shit bad fucking ass, you know? So, that's what I'm expecting. Is the next generation to just give us a bunch of badass fucking shit. Like, really cool fucking video games. Uh, really... And it's always, this is what I always worried about, because I'm getting to the age my dad was when he started, like, when I could really start remembering what the fuck he was doing with me, right? And he was listening to, you know, what I considered old shit, right? He was in his 30s when he was, you know, would take us out on outings or whatever's. Uh, I can even use my mom as an example, and she would mostly listen to kind of older stuff. Um, and that's what they did. They listened to kind of older music, like what they listened to as a teen. And I'm 32, and yes, I really do listen to a lot of what I listen to as a teen. I love emo music. I love emo music. But, uh... Some of the music that is made today, and I'm talking the popular shit, the fucking shit I'm not supposed to understand or really fuck with. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah, all my top plays on Spotify this year, other than like one song made in the 60s, came from this fucking generation. Uh, I think WAP was number fucking seven. I love that song, dude. I'm glad, you know, a female decided, hey, I'm going to talk about my fucking pussy. Uh, and give us kind of a fucking new, because you know, with men, you could say, oh, I got a big dick. I got a bad fucking dick. Women never had that thing. I guess they could have said like, I got a like little old tight pussy. Yeah. But wet ass pussy is like saying I got a big fucking dick and I love it. I've never really heard it sung about and I just fucking applauded. I just thought that is so fucking awesome that they kind of found their big dick. That's all it is. Wet ass pussy, just a big ass dick. So, beat it up, catch a charge, extra large, extra hard, put this pussy right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. I can keep going. Hop on top, I want to ride, doing a Kegel, wise inside, spit in my mouth, lick in my eyes, pussy is wet. Come take a dive. That part, uh, I can pretty much sing it all in karaoke, but... Uh, Megan the Stallion's part just kind of trips me up. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side. See, I already lose fucking track, but 
Yeah. Wet ass pussy. I should just rename this podcast to Wet Ass Pussy Podcast and see what the fuck happens. See how quick I get fired. Um, luckily, I don't... I am going to wait a while. I'm also writing uh, kind of a book about being a prison guard, right? And I'm writing this book about being a prison guard... And I will never, ever let my grandma read it. I might let my mom read it. Um, But it's a lot like this podcast. Nobody's going to listen to this shit anyway. I just, maybe I just like to hear myself talk, whatever. Um, Just throw my thoughts back out into the void. That is you, my one listener. I am smoking an e-cigarette, which I don't even think that's cool anymore. I don't know what kids are doing these days. I don't know, shoving tobacco in their penis holes? I don't fucking know. But one thing I do know is the, the Generation Generation Z, they consider... They consider two things old old man stuff. And I was like, I thought that was fucking cool. They think podcasts are old man stuff. And pretty much every, you know, person around my age I know listens to podcasts. Or books on take, tape. It's just what the fuck we do. Um, They consider that old man shit. Uh... They'd rather watch, uh, what do kids watch? Um, they watch Mr. Beast. Yeah, they watch Mr. Beast. (laughs) Um, I got no issue with Mr. Beast. I see this fucking, uh, as a person who has to go to food pantries a lot, I wish his was in my fucking area, because that, his looks to be the best. Not that I use it for myself. I use it as part of my job. Um, But a big issue I have with a lot of food pantries is they need a lot of information. And part of my job is to not give my clients information away. And I do really well at that. But that's why I kind of respect Mr. Beast for that shit where it's just like, Come up, come take a dive. Uh, but yeah, that's what young kids watch. They watch makeup videos and they watch uh, Mr. Beast. And then the people around my age, we watch the Rogans. Uh, we watch Andrew Schultz, who is rising. I love it. And then there's usually another like niche one we listen to. I really like Miss Pat. Uh, Theo Vaughn, I listen to his sometimes. Tim Dillon. I think that's it. And then, of course, Dan Carlin. Um, 
But yeah, that, I mean, I like noticing those differences in kids and me and I guess I just like categorizing differences. I guess this is part of the podcast where I dive a little into autism. Um, I am depressed. I am having some depression. And I am having some depression because... For the past two weeks, so this is going to sound weird, but again, I love just making shit, and I love making knives. I love really making anything blacksmith related. I got one of my noses clogged. It's probably that Wuhan shit. Wuhan! Wuhan! Wuhan clan ain't nothing to fuck with. But, uh, I just haven't been doing that lately. I, it's like, it's two weeks into January and I've only been in my garage for a little bit. Wants to make a fucking podcast and, uh, wants to, uh, I'm working on a trap door in my house. So Biden tries to take all my cool shit. I can, you know, hide it under there. Um, Yeah. Hide all my cool shit. Really, it's to fix my fucking bathroom. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've really been doing is, uh, you know, played some video games, watched a lot more TV than I'm used to. Because uh, before Christmas, I mean, I was in my garage every fucking day trying to get Christmas presents made. Um, or I was in the house making soap, making, you know, preserves, pickling things. Just trying to get it to where I didn't have to buy my family shit for Christmas. And for the most part, I didn't have to. Um, and I'm proud of that. Uh, but yeah, it just it's almost like I took some time off. And now that time, you know, I'm ready to get back at it. And uh, I just... You know, it's once a body is in motion, it'll stay in motion. And I think that's what the fuck I got to do. I just, I have to get back in fucking motion. Um, get back out into the garage. Get back to walking. You know, it's, uh, it's a little too cold for it. I'm sure my brothers who live in Colorado would call me a pussy like, oh, it's fucking seven degrees here. <laughs> and it's like, shut up, man. Go fuck yourself. But, uh, yeah. Get back to walking more, playing Pokemon Go. Uh, and maybe they'll actually fight my depression. I had to give somebody that advice the other day of how to kind of fight your depression. And sometimes you can win and sometimes you need to use fucking pills. And I have never, okay, I've never really as an adult been on a, uh, like an anti-anxiety and anti-depression. I know a lot of people who have. 
I also sometimes tell somebody that's a good fucking idea that maybe you get on that. Because I've seen them work. I've seen them work negatively for me. And it's because I really didn't need... I didn't need the pill. I needed to fucking exercise. I needed to fucking get out of my room. That's what I needed to do. I needed to shower every day. I didn't need a pill. But some people get out of the room, shower every day, go to work, and still have mental health breakdowns. And if they don't find that outlet, and if they can't reach that outlet, then yes, Prozac is a good fucking tool. It's like a vitamin D or a, yeah, vitamin D supplement. It's a good fucking tool. Um, hold on, I'm hitting my, uh, I'm, I'm about to pop some fucking smoke, pop some fucking, pop some smoke, pop some smoke, yeah, I'm about to rip my vape, big old fat rip. Yeah, I just fucking blew that rip in your fucking face. Tastes fucking like strawberry ice cream. Yeah, fucking, yeah, take that shit, bitch. Did it again. I just ripped it in your fucking face. But, uh... Yeah, so for some people... It really works, and I've just seen it fucking work. For some adults, <clears throat> maybe it's your fucking lifestyle. And I'm, I, I consider myself in that fucking boat, where if I'm not occupied enough, I can get really bad fucking depression. Uh, and depression isn't just, oh, I feel sad. I don't feel sad with depression. I feel just down. And uh, that's the importance of hobbies. Especially if you're autistic. Do some fucking hobbies and some healthy hobbies. Collecting. Okay. This is one thing I got to say to anybody who's autistic listening right now. Collecting shit that Disney trades trademarks is not a fucking hobby. Alright? Collecting Baby Yoda Pez dispensers is not a fucking hobby. Collecting Pokemon cards is not a profitable fucking hobby. Y'all ever meet them like weird? Okay. There's a weird class of not really poor, but not really rich people. Who, instead of putting money into their 401k, decides, I'm going to collect things and maybe they'll be valuable one day, right? 
A lot of autistic people do this too, man. Uh, where they will buy up just a ton of Pokemon cards. Thinking, well, in 20 years, they'll be valuable. Dude, we're mm-hmm. like 25 mm-hmm. years out from the big Pokemon fucking uh, craze. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of that shit means anything. Like, yeah, you could probably sell like a holographic Charizard for $500 and shit. But you probably had to pay like $300 in like $19.99 money for it. Or you had to just keep buying all these cards. So it really wasn't a fucking investment. Um, Investing money is important. I'm not the autistic person to talk to investments about. But buying collectibles to make money is fucking dumb. I, I promise and I'm honest. There is no fucking money to be made in your collectibles. Maybe your grandma's collectibles, but then again, who's really going to buy that shit? Ummels. Let's let's really talk about Ummels. To sell an Ummel for a thousand fucking dollars, you have to have somebody wanting to buy that shit for a thousand fucking dollars. And Ummel was a, which is just a little statue, right? It's a little weird baby statue. Even if I talked to somebody who had a lot of fucking money, they would be like, why the fuck do I want to buy that shit? I think the days of, I really think the days of collecting shit is, is over. It's fucking... It's coming to a close. It's too easy to find buyers. And quite frankly, a lot of people don't want shit. I think shit is done with. Um, They want likes. And trust me, I understand there's still like value in things, but... What does that thing do? If it sits on a fucking shelf and you can't wear it and you can't show it off for fucking clout, is it a fucking thing? You can't use it? There's really only a few fucking objects left that kind of retain value. And... um Little statues and cards ain't really one of them. Fucking unboxed or toys that have never been opened, you know, really ain't that shit. And this comes from watching a lot of fucking hoarders, man. I fucking... Man, that show just makes me throw away something every time I fucking watch it, and I'm okay with that. I think I am happier with less shit. Uh, I used to collect knives, right? I thought knives were the coolest shit. And I had to have all types of knives and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I gave most of those away. Really, when I started making knives, 
it always comes up to, oh, I'm going to keep this. I'm a, I would rather just give a fucking knife away and have somebody be like, oh, this is fucking cool. I don't have a knife. Then me own all these fucking knives that honestly I just look at and I, I, uh, all I see is the fucking flaws. So I think the, the days of, Thinking this thing is valuable, or is it's just fucking done, you know. You will find people who find value in it, but are you really gonna drive to Tucson, Arizona to sell that shit to them? That's all your omo money, bro, or sister, or collector of I don't know Funko Pops. Again, if you like something, then fucking, of course, have it in your house. But I like, I really like, and I don't collect it because I just don't buy every piece I see. I like antique cookware, but I like to be able to use that shit. I don't want it just on a fucking shelf having people watch it, you know what I mean? Or look at it, you know what I mean? Um... And even I, I limit my collection, so, um, oh, also this doesn't count for like jewelry or gold or guns. Those things don't lose value. So if you ever get a chance to have a buttload of those, just fucking hold on to them. Uh, you can always move a gun real quick on arms list. You could always move some jewelry out. One of those cash for gouts. I swear to God. Do you guys remember when cash for golds just popped the fuck up everywhere? Like there's always been pawn shops. But just the the simple... Cash for gold. Hold on, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a cash for gold fucking ad real quick. It's always done by like the owner. Hi, I'm Sheila, and I sell I sell top or I buy top dollar for your quality gold jewelry and silver. I'm the I'm the I'm the gold queen. Come to cash for gold. Easy Pond, Slurpee Drinks, at the corner of 15th and Dale. Yeah, that's my fucking Cash for Gold fucking ad. Sometimes I call those places just because I want to talk to the owner. And I like to tell them, hey, your ad was shit. You should feel bad about that. Um, cause I still watch my local news. Uh, it's pretty much the only news I watch. Pretty much Facebook tells me, Facebook and fucking podcast tell me everything else, what the fuck is going on. Um, I follow the Iron Sheik on Twitter and he, he kind of keeps me up to date with everything going on in the world, but I need to know what's going on in my community. So I like watching the, you know, the, the nine o'clock evening news. Um, 
and just seeing these ads, it's, it's fucking, it's like, I know what it is. It's in my time, but it almost seems like it's from the fucking past. Like, I know, you know, I know everybody who ever watched an episode of Jerry Springer, you know, knows this fucking, I have a structured settlement and I need cash now. You, you guys probably, whoever, the one guy who listens to this finish that, um, but yeah, just w- looking at those commercials, is like a blast from the fucking past. Cause you know, you get, you find your local ads on fucking Facebook, but it's never the fucking JG Wentworth's or it's never the, um, you know, cash for gold pawn shop. It's never those. They still buy fucking ad time because old people watch the evening news and I watch it. And I'm just, uh, medical devices, man. That's evening news central, baby. The nine o'clock news, you better believe you're going to see. Oh, fuck. Yeah, nine o'clock news, you're going to see fucking uh, lawsuits, cash for golds. And uh, medical devices and fucking, you know, medicine ads. Uh, And you don't see that shit anywhere else. I mean, you don't see that shit on Netflix. But, yeah, that evening news crowd, you're going to see that shit like crazy. What's the other one they always try to get old people to buy? Uh... And they always use like a star from like the 70s and 80s. Fucking uh, Tom Selleck, man. They always using that motherfucker. Or William Shatner. It's like, uh, what is it? Refinance your home. They're always doing that on the fucking evening news. That's just like a weird thing to see and really notice. Is that the evening news, it ain't filled with fucking... uh, you know, popcorn ads or fucking, you know, starburst is filled with fucking uh, ways that old people can have a little bit more money. And they don't even need that money. It's just so they can give it to their fucking shitty kids and their kids spend it on something stupid like a pool and their grandkids don't get any of it. But that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah, we live in a fucked up world. It ain't, you know what? This is a good fucking world to live in. And to really talk about how good this world is, I'm going to give you my list of the evening. Let's see, what do I want to list? All right. Casual restaurants. Well, fuck, I can't do that because I can't really think of casual restaurants right now. So I am going to list... I'm going to list candy bars. Yeah, how about I do candy bars? 
Y'all ever remember when you was in school and you always had this fucking some weird contest to get a candy bar and a soda? Yeah, that was a big deal, man. They always used a candy bar and a soda for a fucking, uh, as a fucking treat. So I'm a list from the top down candy bars. Yeah, I'll just do that. And listen, I know y'all eating some fucking Dagobah chocolate or something and saying this is the best. Nah, this is your third grade candy bar. You actually got to figure out the candy bar, baby. So here I go. God tier candy bar. And I know this ain't a bar, but it was always considered as a bar uh, in the fucking third grade. So God tier. And everybody knows it. Reese's. Reese's peanut butter cup is God tier fucking candy bar. You can't come fucking Pete with a Reese's. Like, yeah, y'all ever pop out the middle of the Reese's and just eat the fucking ring? Yeah, that shit was dope. So God tier is Reese's. Coming in at number two, that A-level tier. For candy bars, it's a tie. It's a tie only because they're very fucking similar. Reese's Pieces. Coming in at A is the Reese's name again, but the the other A is M&M's. Because if you needed that candy bar to last like two, three days, you didn't get a fucking, uh, uh, you didn't get a Reese's peanut butter cup. You got the fucking, you got the, the, the bad bitch on the block. You got the Reese's pieces or you got the M&M's. B, which by the way, I'm only counting the chocolate candy bars I know. In Oklahoma, if you said candy bar, that could also count Skittles or Starburst or fucking Sour Belts or whatever. Now I'm only counting the chocolate ones to make this shit simple. Your third grade, you went in a contest, candy bars. B, Twix. Two for the price of one, baby. C, C is a fucking tie. C is a fucking tie. Butterfinger. Remember them Bart Simpson commercials? He was always eating a fucking Butterfinger. So C is Butterfinger and Twix. Yeah. That's your C tier. That is your C tier fucking candy bar. All right, D, I'm giving it to Snickers, whatever, as an adult, you probably appreciate it more, but as a kid, that nougat shit was fucking, uh, it was trash, so it gets D tier, so F, we have two left. And one is going to get the F, and one I'm actually throwing under the F. It's going to, like, 
fucking cue or whatever. I'm throwing it down a notch. Well, fuck. No, I can't throw it down a notch because I'm starting to remember other candy bars. So F. F is the Hershey's bar. It ain't fucking fancy. It ain't whatever. But imagine eating a s'more without it. So it gets F. Now, below F, below F quality, like if I was in the third grade and I asked to buy a fucking candy bar, F is right below this. No, you know what? F is shared by the original Hershey's bar and uh, Milky Way. Yeah. F is Milky Way, and it's the original Hershey's bar. Now, below F, I call it fucking hell. This is all the rejects. That if a kid asked for this shit, I would have just punched him in the fucking face and went to the principal's office, and he would have agreed with me. F. Three Musketeers. And what's that other one? It's called Crunch or it's called Crisp. Whatever it is. The one with the fucking uh, the, the Rice Krispies in it. Which I don't even think they sell as a bar anymore. You only find them at fucking Lunchables. Those don't deserve to even be on the fucking tier. Uh, Three Musketeers is nothing but that nasty marshmallow nougat shit. And then the Crunch Bar is just a Hershey's bar with cheap shit in it. They're pretty much selling you cheap shit. And that's why they're on the bottom of the fucking tier. And you know what? Hershey's did that. I watched the fucking thing where it's like Hershey's made the crunch bar simply because they could sell you the same shit but for cheaper by adding fucking puffed rice in it. So yeah. And that's my fucking list of third grade candy bars. And I can't say the cookies and cream bar because it wasn't invented when I was in the third grade. So go fuck yourself. Uh, I think that's all I got. It was nice talking into the void again. Uh, whoever my one listener is, actually two now. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the ramblings of me. Uh, I'll probably do this in a couple days. All right. Keep it cool. Go fuck yourself. Holla, holla, holla.